0: Okay, and we're live on The Niche Agent, so today we've got a great guest. It's Ian Watt from Sutton. You're out in Vancouver. So Ian, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here.
1: Well, I've been a realtor since 2005, and I focus on downtown Vancouver condos, and that's from townhouses all the way up to penthouses. And uh, I have focused on the condo market because it has been a very um, stable and strong market in downtown Vancouver. I've sold three houses in my life and two of them were relatives and one was a foreclosure. So I really don't know anything about houses. (laughs) Condos are my thing.
0: So you really do have a niche?
1: I do. I I enjoy it. I live in a condo. I understand the lifestyle and uh, that's what it's all about in downtown Vancouver. You don't buy it because it's going to cash flow. It's overly uh, overpriced real estate. According to the rest of the world. (laughs) And uh, you buy it for the lifestyle and you buy it for safety. It's not going to crash down to zero. And you're buying because you want to live in that environment.
0: So, for the listeners who don't know Vancouver well, can you kind of give a brief synopsis of what the area is like and what the prices are like?
1: Well, it's urban living for sure. The prices start for a decent place at $600 a square foot. So you're basically looking at like an entry level, a 400 square foot studio. You're looking at $300,000 without parking. So it's basically a hotel room. Wow. And uh, yeah, it really goes up to about 1000 to $2,000 a square foot, depending on the building, the location, and uh, of course, just the demographics living in that environment as well.
0: Okay. So when you got started, did you know that condos were the thing you wanted to focus on?
1: Uh, not necessarily, but I, I was a young environment when I started in real estate. Um, being forty now, I was fairly young. I was uh, thirty-one years old. I, um, yeah, I, I thought this is my demographic of buyers or young people coming in. However, my demographic has now changed from young people to everybody. Um, I do have people that are in their 60s and 70s have sold their big houses and are moving to the city and i have first-time buyers that are looking for those studios that they can afford
0: okay so what was the 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 reasoning behind it was it just because of that connection the demographic or was it because of the demand or the supply or what was the
1: because i understood it and the average house in vancouver I don't have the number right now, but I would say the average house is $1.3 to $1.5 million. And um, I, at 31 years old, I didn't have those kind of connections or those kind of 31-year-old friends who were buying <laughs> those houses. Yeah. So I didn't think that those people who lived in their houses for 20, 30, 40 years would be calling me. They'd call their last agent. So I wanted to find an untouched or untapped market, and a new building would pop up nobody owned that building as far as market share. So I figured, I'm brand new, they don't know the difference if they're buying in or selling out of that brand new building. Right. And uh, they didn't have a history because a lot of those buildings were sold by developers. And the people who bought them were going to flip them or sell out after a year, they didn't have a relationship with a realtor. And that was my opportunity to be that person.
0: And it's panned out very well for you then?
1: Yeah. It started in 2005 when uh, a building called Electric Avenue opened up and nobody had touched that building. It was all pre-sold in 2003 through the developer and I started marketing that building. What I did, I made a niche website called electricavenue.ca. That's the building name. Mm -hmm. And I have a rental notice board on there. So all the owners can throw up their rental notices. So I got to know the owners throughout the years, even just through the rental because I was just putting up their notices. Right. And I have a list of all the active listings in the building. So if you're an owner, you're probably going to go back and have a look. Oh, what are these places renting for? Mm -hmm. What are they selling for? And their connection is me. And over the past I guess it's eight and a half years, I've done over 50 deals in that building. Wow. And what does it cost me? $50 a month to run that website? Very nominal. Wow. I don't do any marketing as far as print advertising, so it's all online. Wow. That's so a- I do one deal, and it pays for 10 years. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a great, definitely a great strategy, and I'm sure most people haven't even thought about that, and you've, now by that time you've owned it, and no one's even going to be able to touch it
1: yeah and i don't know um i was just lucky at the time because electric avenue um the developer didn't have that domain
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: he had uh electric avenue because electric avenue wasn't for sale it happened to be a nightclub that went bankrupt hmm. and i just happened to scoop this great domain for for no fee at all
0: wow so in that beginning stages, then, what were you doing to get yourself out there? Other than, and then other than that website, what kind of strategies were you applying?
1: Well, I was trying anything. You know, it's one of those kind of shotgun approaches, see what sticks. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to do because I was new. Uh, I didn't have the budgets that some of these people had for big magazine advertising. And so I just tried everything. And basically, I camped out at that Electric Avenue building, And sat in the lobby and did open houses four or five times a week Mm -hmm. even in the evenings because that's what I needed to do because I had no clients I had to figure out what to do after that I got a little more momentum and of course did buses and all those kind of things that Realtors do bus advertising and and flyers just listed just sold But in 2008, I got audited by the government for the past two years. And I found out I really didn't make all that much money after (laughs) I had to pay all my marketing and all these levies back to the government, all this audit. So in 2008, I completely dropped every single piece of print advertising. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me. At the time, I was heartbroken because, you know, it was, it's a struggle. And uh, so, what I did was did completely online, dropped all the magazines, all that kind of stuff, and people thought I was ludicrous because in 2008, every the market was still going, and then all of a sudden, six months later, it dropped mm-hmm. and it was done. Um, the market just stopped it didn't the prices didn't fall off or anything. just nobody was doing anything because we right. were trying to see what the world was doing right. Luckily, I had been planting all these seeds with my online videos and all my websites that I have, these niche websites, uh, uh, as well as the Electric Avenue site. I do have a Vancouver penthouse site. So if you Google Vancouver penthouse, all pop up. And I also have a Vancouver townhouse site as well that just focuses on townhouses. And everyone says, well, that's kind of odd because you say you're this kind of niche person. But anyone Googling for a penthouse is not going to be Googling for a townhouse. Yeah. So in the eyes of the Googler, I am the guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's is, what it's about. Is,
1: that's what it's all about, exactly. Yeah.
0: So then for you, those online strategies were a big thing for you. Now, I know, because I know the market pretty well, I mean, not pretty well, but I know a lot of it is foreign investors and foreign uh, buyers. So you, I guess you'd ha- the online thing would play a key role for you because the the paper stuff and the benches and stuff like that is for the local stuff, but you're obviously appealing to a larger audience by doing the online stuff.
1: Exactly. Probably 50% of my business are people I've never met in my life. Um, a lot of people that live in California or New York or Hong Kong. Um, it, it's very interesting having no sense of the person on the other end of the email. Rarely do I ever chat with them on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's all done via email or text, and it's a fantastic way to be. But also, on the other hand, it is a struggle because 50% of my business, of course, is rental market okay. and having to deal with tenants all the time and showing properties that are tenanted and maybe they're not as tidy as if the <laughs> owners were local, saying, hey, let's spruce this place up. Right. So you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with.
0: Right. So for you then, those online strategies, what have you found has worked the best for you or have you, have you tried things that didn't work or what, what, was that, uh, what did that look like for you? Well, the
1: best thing for me, obviously, um, was the video blogs. The video blogs were very strong. I did 760 and then last year I kind of retired from doing that. Uh, I just needed a break <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's fine. I might go back to it later this year. That's the plan to start video blogging, Mm -hmm. but everyone thought, okay, I want a video blog because Ian Ian wants to be um, the Ian Watt show on ianwatt.ca, but it really wasn't all about that. It was about being the answer to somebody's Google question. They were Googling, and people before were just clicking on sites, but then all of a sudden these videos started indexing with all these answers for the same question, and it's, sometimes it's appealing just to watch the video. Yeah. And as Google picked up YouTube, it got more and more integrated. And I, I was very fascinated by that and, and key terms and different topics. But the one thing that I always tell people, because I, I get an email every other day from people who are doing this and they want advice, I always say, don't talk about a property. Mm-hmm. Talk about a question that somebody's asking you because if somebody has a question regarding the market or real estate etc maybe somebody else has that same question and it will be indexed the problem with talking about properties and everyone loves to do this hey this is my brand new 2 million dollar listing look at me I'm so successful those properties sell and then nobody wants to google that anymore so it's very important to talk about things that are timeless I guess like what are the important things about going to an inspection? What should we be looking for in a condo? What's important about different hidden fees? Those things are common questions that everybody, like any first time buyer is gonna have. Yep. A second time buyer might already know those answers. But nonetheless, it's going to be a question that happens today and five years from now. So the video blogs I did in 2007, eight, nine, are still Answering people's questions mm-hmm. and Still bringing making business. my phone, yeah, and making my phone not ring, which I love because I never answer my phone. <laughs> so <laughs> the phone is a complete waste of time for me. I only answer it if I'm expecting a call, or it's a past client, or a present client, or an interview yeah, like this. <laughs> of course, of yeah. course, yeah.
0: So when you started so, those videos then, was the intention for it to be ranking in Google, or what was your purpose behind that?
1: Yeah, it was just something new. Uh, I, was giving, I was given the video camera, the flip cam, I think in 2007 from Ubertor, my website company. And what they did, they sent them out to their top 10 people, I guess and I did a video blog of an inspection. It was like 10 minutes and nobody would ever watch it. Probably got two clicks ever <laughs> on it. And it was, it was awful. So I got back into the car, and I held it up while I was driving, and I sent a message to the guy who sent it to me, and I said, this is the worst thing. I'm never ever going to do a video blog like this, but I like the camera, thank you very much. <laughs> and I sent it to him. And he said, that's what you should do. You should just do it like that, just speak while you 're driving, yeah, because the great thing was at that time, we didn 't have any laws about cell phones or distracted driving or anything <laughs> but but it was I was distracted by the road, so i wasn 't focused on the camera or what I was saying. I was just chatting, and it became natural, and I enjoyed it, and uh, I just did a blog every every day at that time for a while, and then I went to one a week and then yeah, like I said, last year I retired for a temporary break.
0: Now, have you found a, uh, your audience missing those? Because I know some like Chuck Charlton here in, in uh, Milton, he does a daily video of all the listings that come on the market. And he said if he even skips a beat, his audience is like, oh, where's the video, where's the video? So did you find that uh, you were getting that kickback from the audience from not doing them?
1: Yeah, at, at the start, I got a lot of emails at the like the first month. Hey, why'd you retire? Blah blah blah. And uh, now I still get an email a week saying, "When are you going to do that again?" And we'll see what happens. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to take a break. I shifted my entire business around, which I I've, I'm loving my business right now. I don't have the hugest goals, but I'm always in the top one or two percent. And I, uh, yeah, I do 36 deals a year, three a month, which is great with me. Mm -hmm. And I work 35 hours a week and 35 hours a week is my goal and to have a great life. Because a lot of people forget that this business is a vehicle to have a great life, but it really becomes the life of the realtor sometimes. And then they, they lack out on family time or personal time, physical or mental health. And that's. That's a big issue for a lot of top realtors. They may be successful in real, real estate, but they are not successful in other areas.
0: Yeah, and like you said, the, the condo lifestyle is a lifestyle. And if you're not even able to enjoy the lifestyle, then what's the point of having that lifestyle and being where it, you are?
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself.
0: So, for the, I mean, the, the videos were a big thing for you. But what, is there any other strategies that you're using or that you have used that have been really uh, great for your business? Then.
1: Yeah, in order for me to maintain this lifestyle um and work 35 hours a week and still be in the top 1% or 2%, I've kind of adopted this uh, motto. It's a do it, delegate it, or delete it. And that's what I do for all my tasks. I have a virtual assistant I've worked with for six years. Wow. She's amazing. She's become one of my best friends. She she knows my business inside and out, knows me inside and out, and uh, she is in Manila, in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and works Monday to Friday, uh, 40 hours a week, and I pay $700 a month. Fantastic deal. I, I pay her directly. We don't have an outsourcing company. that We did go through an outsourcing company at the start, but they folded and I just scooped her. Super, yeah. Um, and uh, she runs the back end. So do it, delegate it, or delete it. If do it, I have to meet clients, I have to do showings, listing, presentations, etc. If I look at the task and say, maybe I can delegate this, and maybe my assistant can do it, or I can outsource it, then I'm going to. That is a key one. Because I think a lot of us are control freaks and we want to do it because we think we're gonna do it right. But here's an example. This is a great system and anyone can use it. I have a retired lady who lives in the city that I pay her $3 a card. And she writes handwritten cards for me and sends them to expireds. Hmm. Says, hey, I noticed you had a difficult time selling. If you are interested in relisting your property, uh, please check out my website, ianwatt.ca. Thank you very much and have a great day, Ian. And that gets dropped in the mail. So $3 includes the handwritten card and the stamp. Right. And probably I make about, not a lot of money, but about $50,000 a year out of those cards that cost me $70 a month. Wow. But the great thing, it saves me so much time,
0: Mm -hmm. right? And it's on autopilot. And
1: Yeah, it's on autopilot. So anything expires, she gets the auto notification, she sends it out that day. It's amazing, it's a great system. And she probably sends out, I don't know, maybe 15 to 25 every month, because I only focus on one specific area. And it does generate business, and maybe not all 25 call me, But maybe 25 look at my site, and maybe one calls me, right? And all I need is one to make it worthwhile for the whole year. Yeah. So that's an example of do it, delegate it, or delete it. Another one is answering my phone. My phone should really be for people I need to communicate with all my information about properties is online Mm -hmm. and if they want to contact me I would prefer email Mm -hmm. because if I'm out with a client I can reply right at that time if not at the end of the day you have 20 phone calls to call back that all could have been answered in an email and so what I'm trying to do is scale it back and there are a lot of tasks that should be deleted by realtors (laughs) Uh, like you know I found that so much time was wasted going into the office because I would just end up chatting with other people. And that's great. That's good for the environment and whatnot. But sometimes it's a big distraction on being focused. So if you look at your business, do it, delegate it, or delete it, you will really be able to hone in on your niche because you're not wasting time doing other things.
0: Yeah, and that's the premise of the show and that's what really what the core of it is is finding that thing that you're good at doing and focusing on that and not worrying about the other 80% of the stuff. It's that what's the 20% mm-hmm. that's really going to generate you the most business and get you in front of the most the right people. And it's not just the most people, it's the right people.
1: Exactly, exactly. And you know what? there, there are 11,000 last time I checked. There were 11,340 realtors in the Vancouver board. And that's not including the Fraser Valley board, which is 20 minutes away um, so there's a lot of competition that we have and there's a lot of amazing realtors and a lot of them are old-school and uh, they do all the old stuff right they send out calendars they do bus benches all those kind of things and that's fantastic if that works for them mm-hmm. there's so many ways to be successful and that is just the way it should be everyone can find their own way to do it but for me I'm trying to do it as efficient as possible and cost efficient and time efficient.
0: Yeah, and A lot of that is, is actually looking at your business because um, a lot of people don't look at their business. They, they're so engrossed in the business in, the, in that moment and they don't stop to look at what really is bringing the business, what isn't bringing the business, and what can they cut out or what can they not do.
1: Sorry, I was going to say I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah, it's I, I had a guest Virginia Munden on and uh, she's been in the business for a little bit and uh, she she does very well, but she cut out, she was spending $100,000 in uh, print advertising and she wow. relooked at her business and said, how much business am I really getting out of this? She cut it out, I think she said she was down to about $10,000 and she said it didn't make one difference in her business and then she changed the whole focus and she started really focusing on referrals and building relationships with other real estate agents and her clients <laughs> And she did three hundred and sixty thousand dollars in business just from Facebook from building relationships, and she said it cost me wow that's amazing hardly anything so if you don't take that moment and that time to really look at the business you're you could be throwing away tons of money and and time, and that's really what this is all about
1: and I really do believe, and that's amazing that's Virginia Munden from Remax, yep. yep, yeah, I know her through facebook yep. <laughs> <laughs> but but it really is amazing because as a realtor, especially. And when you're in a busy market like Calgary or something like that, and you're running around like crazy because the time you're taking off is lost money, a lot of times when people are so focused on money, they're not enjoying the process. And that's a big problem with our industry. And enjoying the process is so much fun. And that means not letting your business run you. You run your business, and you figure out ways to make it enjoyable. Because there were times where I looked at my phone, saw my client calling me, and go, Ugh, <laughs> I don't wanna answer this call because it's not gonna be good. It's been on the market three months, you won't reduce the price. I hate this, right? Yeah. And, but I changed it all up, and it's fun. It's fun again, it's a, it's a game how much fun can I have by building these systems to make this machine run even when I'm at my ranch sitting here talking on the phone to you, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's very important to build systems. I cannot stress that enough.
0: Absolutely, and that's. I think that's where a lot of agents fall flat on their faces. They don't create the systems, and they think it's about them. And it to some degree it's about them but it's not you have to have the system in place so you can automate it like you said the you have someone doing those cards for you that's still a that's a, a branch of you but it's not you having to do that and it's still a system and mm-hmm. it works and it's generating you business that you don't have to do
1: especially at $70 a month that's the amazing thing <laughs> there's so many ways to kind of Think outside the box, and if you think about it, do it delegate it or delete it every single task you do in a day. Do I have to do this or can someone else do it?
0: Mm-hmm. Is it
1: cheaper for me to get somebody else to do it, whether they're in Manila or downtown Vancouver, or whether it's the print company that takes care of something that we're going to sell out uh, send out? Yeah. Like if, if I were going to send out monthly mailers, I would get the printing company to package it and send it to the post office and do everything so I don't even have to think about it. Right. That would be part of my negotiation if that were my business.
0: Yep.
1: It's, it, you just have to think, how can I get other people to do this for me?
0: Yep. And it's maximizing that return on your time because, again, that's the time is what's important for us. It's how much time you're for spending. Sure. So for sure. Exactly. When you're growing your business you're growing your business obviously you were doing things ahead of the curve you were doing a lot more than the old school people were doing. do you find you had a target on your back or did you find people were watching everything you were doing or did you just kind of blaze through and not care
1: <laughs> I, I definitely cared and I was a little more sensitive at the time because I was doing these things I was very proud of and I would get hate mail from other realtors there was actually one guy who sent me the worst hate mail. Um, and instead of replying, I posted it on my site and, <laughs> and sent him a link. And I said, I hope you're proud of this because your email is now on my site. Of course, the real estate board may be it down, but uh, it did prove a point that there are so many ways to be successful. We don't have to be threatened by other people being innovative. And it's great if it works for them. I, You know, I'm not going to take every... Sale that happens in downtown Vancouver yeah. is physically a po- impossible. There's enough business to go around, so we should appreciate all these people's differences. Um, but I, I, at time, I because I was doing something unique, I did have a target on my back, and those um, nasty letters they hurt sometimes. Yeah, and I sat down with one guy. Um, his name's Bob Rennie. He's big project marketer in in uh, Vancouver, and he said, "You know what, Ian? Your biggest problem is when you stop getting those mails. Yeah. When people stop talking about you, that's when you got a problem." And it was right. I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe it is a compliment. Maybe people are threatened by all these changes that are happening, and this is my opportunity to seize it." Yeah. And yeah, I, I took that. I embraced it, and then I wasn't. As hurt as I was during those times and I look at young people coming out and they're starting their business they're starting their niche and it's a big challenge because Google is a little bit more refined now mm-hmm. as as opposed to 8 10 years ago where it was more of the wild west and I look at these guys and I think they're doing a great job thank god I'm not competing against them <laughs> because I have eight years ahead of them yeah and that that's the big difference. So yeah, and and who knows, maybe someone will be a big online player in Vancouver in the next 5 years. You never know. Things change so quickly, but as long as I can maintain my lifestyle and my sales goals, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, and that's really the, that's the, the this business is for you not for other people. And it's exactly. you you design it and build it around so that you can have the lifestyle you want, not to have that brand or that image or that other people want to see. It's if you're getting the goals you want and that's really what's important.
1: And another thing that was a little bit difficult for me was how people would copy my website. Yes. Every year I would redo my website and then someone would send me a link, hey, look at this guide, it's exactly (laughs) like yours. Yeah. And it would frustrate me so I pushed the limits, pushed a little further, pushed a little further and if you look at my website now, Um, I have very candid photos that are very non real estate (laughs) Um, Maybe one on a skateboard, I think the one right now is me eating ice cream those kind of photos I don't think too many people will copy Mm -hmm. and so I'm very happy with my niche a lot of people think okay uh, Ian those photos are a little out there But I'm not trying to look like a realtor. I'm trying to look like me. Yeah.
0: And that's that's important. people get it. Yeah. People get it. And they'll want to connect with you and that's, like you said, you're not going to get every deal. You're going to get the people who want to work with you because they see that, they resonate with that, and they connect with you. And those are the kind of people you want to work with, not just someone who wants to work with you because you're the agent to work with.
1: There you go. you're uh, you're really on top of all these things. <laughs> you you need to do this interview by yourself. I think you you've got it all figured out now.
0: Well, it's funny cuz I have come a long way. I've been this is I think this is a almost the 30th episode I've done and talking about hate mail. I, I remember it was the third week when I put out one show and uh, I got my first hate mail and it was it made oh. me it was super upset, but then I started laughing at it because the guy said, "Oh, you're interviewing people. You're horrible at getting information out of people." I don't know why anyone would even waste their time watching it. And now that I'm 30 episodes in, I've been getting so much amazing feedback and I still get people saying things here and there, but the, it far, the, the, the compliments and the, the connections and the, everything is just far outweighs the, the naysayer. So it, I just keep blazing well, through and I'm happy with it.
1: And good for you. That's the way it should be. Just do what makes you happy. Your life's too short. I posted something about four months ago on my um, Facebook stream it was a guy of course anonymous email so you know he posted it on my uh, entry form on my on my uh, website mm-hmm. and he said you're a joke this is the worst photograph <laughs> you're i don't know all this and this about um, being unprofessional and it was funny because i could see the ip and where he's from i think it was new york or wherever he was mm-hmm. but i'm like there are 11,000 realtors in vancouver and you're in New York sending me hate mail, so obviously I'm doing something right because you're on my site right now. Yeah. So yeah, but haters are gonna hate. Yeah, that's and stop them.
0: And that's the joys of being a niche is that you you do create that market, and it really doesn't matter what anyone else is doing because if you really master your niche and you go deep with it, it, it doesn't matter what the rest of the competition is doing because you're in your element and that's where you belong. So exactly. So where do you see the future of your business going then?
1: well right now I'm writing a book on finding balance in real estate and I'm enjoying that so uh, as far as that's concerned I I may get back into speaking I'm not really sure right now so uh, right now I'm focused on that and enjoying my life but as far as my real estate business is concerned I just want to improve I want to have more fun Work with clients, be there for them. Maybe not have as many clients, but have great clients. Mm -hmm. Pick and choose who I work with because I'm not forced to. Because if I have 10 leads come off the Internet every day, maybe 0.5 I'm going to work with Mm -hmm. because a lot of them are just searching for information, but they're not really ready to buy. So creating systems to clean out the clutter and just to be 100% focused on the people I'm working with. And that's what it's all about. It's all about just serving your clients and having fun while doing it.
0: So that leads me right up to the next, the next question is uh, can you get, share one piece of advice for our listeners that if they're kind of thinking about getting a niche or if they're maybe struggling or something that they can take away from some of the things you've learned over the last few years?
1: Well, I everyone asks what should be my niche, and, and you know I can't answer that because I can. It really I'm going
0: pl- to give a shameless plug: is they can download the ebook "101 Niche Real Estate Markets" from the <laughs> site. And they can check out all the different options. So, anyways, pers- continue. Shameless, yeah.
1: Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so what it is is it has to resonate with you, and I can say, oh, be this person. But, you know, it doesn't really matter if it's a geographic niche or if it's a demographic niche. If you just got divorced and you're a single mom in real estate, maybe that's your niche. Maybe you want to focus on single moms who are renting that you can show them, this is the way that we can do this and we can be financially independent. Who knows what your niche is, but you really have to be able to resonate and connect with people I won't be able to sell houses because I don't live in a house Mm -hmm. and I don't understand that lifestyle because I haven't lived in a house for 20 years now that's not me so it really has to be something that touches you to the core because people can smell bullshit (laughs) from a mile away now and that's the problem if you are going to spin something all the time there's gonna be no connection with you because they know you're faking it. So it has to be something real, something tangible, something that you really believe in. And then you'll be successful because your heart will be in it. And if you're not having fun, people can tell.
0: And they're not gonna have fun. (laughs)
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So Ian, we really appreciate being on the show. So for their listeners, what's the best way for them to check out what you're doing, not copy your website, but at least see what you're doing and not send you some hate mail.
1: (laughs) Of course, they can always go to ianwatt.ca.
0: Okay, perfect. And they can see those candid photos and see what you're up to.
1: Exactly. Or you can always connect with me at facebook.com slash ianwatt.
0: Perfect. Well, we appreciate you being on the show and we thank you for that great advice and great information because it's nice to see people really passionate about what they're they're doing. And again, that's what the show is about is to share people's passions and to give people that spark or ignite so that they can take that to their niche and really master it. So thank you again for being on the show.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been an honor and it's been a lot of fun.